0: 10-5, he's into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas State. Deflected into the hands of Phelps, Avery for three hits. Culver is safe,
1: the Red Wolves have walked it off. Welcome to the Second to None podcast, the A-State podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the
2: Red Wolves like no one else, Matt Stoltz and Brad Bobo.
0: Coming up, it's homecoming week, football coming off a bye, now getting ready to host Coastal Carolina, Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Looking forward to that. We'll talk about that game and everything else that's happening in the world of A-State athletics. But tip-off for basketball season getting very close now. And we're joined by one of the newest members of the A-State men's basketball team. Welcome into the studio, Freddie Hicks. How you doing, Freddie?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Man, doing great. And I got to tell you, I was out at practice the other day, and I think the first thing that I noticed was just how intense it was out there. You guys are getting after
2: it. Oh, yes, sir. We're definitely, yeah, we're definitely getting after it and challenging each other and trying to make each other better.
0: I mean, you played college basketball a few years now, so how does this compare to what you're used to, just the pace of practice, and how much are you looking forward to getting out there and getting this thing going for real?
2: The pace is definitely uh, different. We kind of were slower in my older school where we would, like, you know, hold the ball for a little bit and get into a play. But here it's just, you know, we're getting it and we're going, trying to score really fast. We're just getting out and running. And I'm very excited to compete with the guys I've been practicing with. I'm surrounded by a bunch of talented dudes, so I'm very excited just to get it going and trying to, you know, show people what we've been working on.
1: Over the summer and and to this point, I guess it's, it's that number's probably getting smaller, but with all these new dudes, new staff and everything, you're going to guess how many different combinations you've played in. What, what would you think that number was? Mixing and matching guys.
2: Man, I played with like, like we do teams and stuff and the teams are always just so different and stuff. So I get to like, I think they're seeing like how certain guys gel and, you know, different things like that. And I think we're all, you know, really gelling really well. And it's been fun to just play with some of the guys I've never even got to play with. And, you know, just seeing how they could complement my game and how my game can, you know, just complement theirs. And so it's been really fun just, you know, just play with a whole bunch of guys that are really good.
0: Well, we want to talk about your whole story, and there's a lot to cover here throughout this visit. But a big part of your story is that your dad played here from 1995 to 1999, and he was on that 99 team that is still the only team to go to the NCAA tournament. So how much have you heard about that team over the years?
2: He would uh, talk about his glory days, you know, just like any other dad and stuff and how much fun it was. But I've heard about it a lot, you know, just being from around here and just listening to older people talk. I've definitely heard about it.
1: So since we're kind of at this part of the story, obviously, like in the recruitment and for a lot of Arkansas State fans, even when you're coming out of high school. You know, they're clamoring. The folks have been around a while. They'd love to get you here. And then they get another crack at it, and that happens. It's great, but how much does it almost work the other way? Like, you go to a place, and I know you're excited. It's the place your dad played, but how is it that you want to go somewhere and be Freddie Hicks and not just be – Freddie Hicks's
2: kid. It's actually crazy you say that because the new staff, you know, Coach Hodson, they all called me and and stuff, and it was all about me being Freddie Hicks. Not, You know, they were like, you know, your dad played here, that's cool and stuff, but it was all about what I could do, and that's just something that really caught me when I first started talking to them is just how my game was and just how I was going to still be me and we're just going to play at a faster pace and just different things like that. And so that definitely drew me in.
0: It's interesting you say that because Coach Hodson has been in on this podcast. And when we talked about you, he talked about the importance and just how important it it is to you to create your own legacy. You love what your father did. I know you've got to be proud of what he did during his time here at Arkansas State, but you want to leave your own mark.
2: Oh, yes, sir. That's for sure. You know, I'm surrounded with coaches who want to work and a whole bunch of teammates that are, you know, ready to work. And hopefully if everything works out like it's supposed to, we'll put a banner up our own. Let's go back.
0: I do want to tell your story, you know, from the start. You grew up in Circe. Was it always going to be basketball for you? Did you play any other sports or did you know based on what your dad did you were destined to become a basketball player?
2: I kinda knew I was destined to be a basketball player, but I played football and, you know, I even played soccer my senior year, you know, just was going out there doing stuff and you know, I was just a really athletic kid who just tried to play as much as he could. Receiver or tight end? I, I wasn't always as big. I was a receiver. I was a lot smaller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when did you have your big growth spurt?
2: That's actually crazy. I, I was always like about 5'9", five, five, ish when I was about – I used to say I was about six 6'6", 6'1", six and stuff, you know, just like everybody. <laughs> when I was in like 9th, 10th grade. But I think in about like 11th grade, I actually grew to about 6'3". No, I grew it about my senior year, probably about six six six. Now how tall I am now? Probably grew to about six six my senior year, and I was still a little skinny. But when I got to college, I put on a little muscle.
1: So here's some, because I've never experienced that. Does that hurt? To Look, grow
2: three inches in a year? Man, there's some guys that be like growing like seven eight inches in a year. That's crazy. But um, my knees would hurt. But other than that, I couldn't even tell like I was growing. You know, once I was growing, I was just I was just here now.
0: We're glad you continued to grow. <laughs> yes. Obviously, it's benefited you and your basketball career. You had a great career at Searcy High School. You're their all-time leading scorer. After high school, you ended up going to Tarleton State. Yes. And were there the last three years, and you had a good run at Tarleton. Mm-hmm. You were the Whack freshman of the year in your first season. Really good seasons each of the last two years, an all-whack performer, averaged a little over 16 points and six rebounds a year ago. So, looking back over that three-year span, that's a big chapter in your life. How Mm -hmm. were you able to grow as a player and grow as a person?
2: I definitely think, you know, being away from home helped me grow and just knowing that my you know family supported me the whole way. That has definitely helped me a lot and, you know, just a new coach, you know, just being coached different up there helped me grow, you know, just like it was just the real world, so I kind of was very eager and I just had to adapt and survive.
1: Talked about being back when you were talking about your dad a minute ago and just, the games are different so then how would you describe yours?
2: I would say I'm just a unselfish guy who tries to do everything he can to to win try to help the team win, you know, whatever the team needs me to do, I'll try to go out there and do my best to make sure that happens.
1: You got more range
2: Yeah, I can I can cheat a little bit better than my dad and <laughs> <laughs> and uh I probably could uh, dribble and pass a lot better than him too. Well, cause I have to
1: go, see, I don't know if they kept a shot chart. I don't know we have to go back and see if uh Freddie hit a shot outside the paint in his college <laughs> career.
2: Yeah, I don't think he, I think he was more around the round the rim guy. And but he can definitely uh protect the rim a little better than he, I can.
1: he did do that. Oh
2: uh, yeah.
0: One thing you can be proud about as far as your shooting is your free throw percentage. Mm -hmm. And during your time at Tarleton, 75% at the line. And I think one of the coolest records that you've set so far is you went to the line 28 times in a single game last year against Belmont. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea you had gone that much? I'm sure it seemed like you had been on the line all day.
2: That was my first game back from injury, and uh, it was going by, you know, I was a little tired because I hadn't been able to run or nothing, so I was. it felt like I was going to the free throw line, but – I didn't really know how much I was going to the free throw line. They were fouling a lot, like we were fouling too. Don't get me wrong, but like it was just a lot of fouling both ways. And you know, I think we were just on offense. We were kind of a little more aggressive, the more aggressive team. And so, when you're more aggressive team, you probably get uh, more calls. So I think that just worked out in our favor that game.
1: It's cool to set a record, but I'm sitting here thinking, may it be brutal to sit and watch a guy shoot 28 free throws. Yeah. Uh, was it any fun to play in?
2: It was a lot of fun, you know. We were actually in the Virgin Islands, I believe, when that happened. Uh, well, that'd be fun, but yeah. still, it
1: was a fun to shoot 28 free throws.
2: I mean, I was just taking what they give me, so I was like, man, if I'm going to go to free throws, I'm going to try to make them. But
0: Do you remember how many you hit? Uh, you set the record for attempts.
2: I definitely could have set the record for makes, so I missed, I, I missed quite a bit. I think I missed like probably 10, but yeah, it was just all in all. It was just really fun just to go out there and compete again.
1: You're going to play Belmont again? Are you going to talk with the officials before the game starts? Like, these dudes are going to foul me every time I touch it.
2: (laughs) No, I'm just going to go out there, you know, just stick to the game plan and we'll just see what happens. When we play today, we win something bigger than ribbons or trophies. We win our tomorrows. Wherever
0: we play, wherever we fight,
1: wherever we overcome odds, we're winning our way. Simmons Bank is committed to supporting women athletes in the communities we serve and are proud to be an official sponsor of A-State Women's Athletics. Not just for a season,
2: but for a winning future. Seasons are short, but fierce is forever. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. This is Coach Brian Hodson, and I'm asking you to help our A-State student athletes by donating to the Impact Club. This organization helps our program stay competitive and supports our student athletes by facilitating NIL agreements that allow them to endorse local charities. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access. Find out more and give today at ImpactClub.com. That's impact spelled I M P A C K T Club.com. Your support makes a real difference in the lives of our students student-athletes.
0: Wolves up. Visiting with Freddie Hicks here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. You spent three seasons at Tarleton, but you get the COVID year back so you've got two years of eligibility and you made that decision to transfer after last season. And I know a lot of schools were after you and we kind of talked a little bit about the A-State factor in playing at your dad's old school and how that may have weighed into the decision but ultimately why did you come to Arkansas State?
2: You know I had a lot of schools you know a lot of big schools and different things like that that were after me when I came on my visit here just the culture the culture is one thing that was really different and a lot of schools you know when I went to visit I went to some bigger schools visit those schools and stuff but it was all about like basketball, how you are as a player. Coach Hudson and the rest of the coaches just made an emphasis on it wasn't about basketball. It was about family, life, and just what you wanted to do and and just like their vision for you. And that's one thing that really like, you know, shocked me. And I knew from, you know, the get-go, this is where I was going to come just based off the culture and how real they were. It was real, but it was also like a place where they, I could tell they demand a lot out of you, but you can still be you here. That was a really big point for me
1: we heard you had a lot of interest and like you you referenced word on the streets that people even were blowing you up while you were on your visit. I don't know. That's just what somebody (laughs) was saying.
2: Yeah. I I did get a lot of phone calls, man. Uh, It was a blessing for sure. Just you know, some of those schools who just didn't want you at first to just be in your line. But I think this was definitely the right move for me. And so after I came on my visit, I actually like just canceled every other visit. Really? I had left. Yes. What is it
0: about coach Hudson that, makes him different.
2: I think it was just how really was on my visit, you know, because I actually broke my hand and I had surgery during the season and I had to have another surgery after the season. And I had a surgery right before my visit. And a lot of big schools that I had actually were kind of backing off because they didn't know, you know, how good I was going to be and stuff. But Coach Hodgson was just, like, how's your hand, you know, and stuff. And it wasn't even about my hand anymore. It was just about like how I was as a person. I respected like how real he was about things, different things and I really just admired the culture that he was coming in and bringing. He wasn't just going to let, you know, anything slide or anything like that. And I just really appreciated, you know, how I could still be me here. And that's one thing that just caught me off guard. And I didn't really expect it because, you know, I'd, I'd only been with, you know, one coach my whole life, a couple coaches. And this was definitely the perfect move for me to make.
1: Tell us about kind of what we'll see when you guys get on the floor, because think it's going to be the first time, you know, at least for Arkansas State, that we're going to kind of see the Red Wolves play in this era of, I'm using my air quotes, positionless basketball. Scott, mm. Describe what it's going to look like.
2: Man, it's one through five really can just push it. We have some uh, bigs that are really good. Their guard skills are coming. But, man, it's a lot of tall guys. You know, DeAndre, Dominguez, he's about 6'8", 6'9", Laquil, And all them guys that are just like from the top of the bottom of the roster can just dribble and go. I think that's one thing we try to do a lot is as soon as whoever gets the rebound, we're pushing as fast as we can, you know, and it don't matter what spot you're in. You just run as fast as you can to our spots and, you know, we try to get a good
0: shot. Terrence Ford, Caleb Fields, Avery Feltz, Isaiah Nelson, Julian Lule, and Malcolm Farrington. Those are the, the only players that are back from the previous team. So when you look at this roster, most of the roster is made up of newcomers. So Brad kind of asked about, what it's going to look like on the court, but off the court. How's the chemistry? How have you guys kind of gelled with all the different personalities coming in?
2: It's crazy you say that because uh, everybody's personality is just like, it's a whole bunch of different personalities, don't get me wrong, but it just complements each other. You know, this is a team of just a whole bunch of guys you you want to be around every day. I've been on some good teams, but character-wise and stuff, but all these guys' character, man, I, I love them all. You know, they're really good people. I just really enjoy being around all of them, you know. Even the guys that, you know, came back from last year, they're even better on the court. That's what's crazy. Like, I didn't really get a gist of how good they were and just playing with them and, you know, seeing Caleb, Malcolm, Avery, Julian, Zay, seeing them all and just action was pretty good and put me in awe.
1: We've not talked with a player since you guys had your retreat, I don't believe. What was it, the the Ranger or the Seal or whichever way it was? (laughs) For people who may not know, t- tell us what you guys went through out at the Stan Jones Lodge.
2: Oh man, you know we had to wake up at five thirty, and we just did a whole bunch of team building, like building a lot of character out there. We would run like three or four miles around the thing. We get sprayed in the face with water. It was like it was kind of like marine training. You know, they're obviously doing a lot of stuff that's way harder. You know, a well, fighting... pretty
0: hardcore boot camp. <laughs> yeah,
2: <isn't> it? <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely really intense. But honestly, like. I wouldn't trade anything or do anything different about that camp, you know. It was hard, but like you learned a lot about your teammates and it was like a lot of family bond up there at the lodge and I really that was one thing about my coach career that I really loved.
0: Did the coaches hop in there with you?
2: That's crazy. The coaches actually did pretty much everything we did too. But a lot of you know, a lot of it was player. Like some of the stuff was player, but they did pretty much everything we did.
0: So everybody held up okay on this thing.
2: Everybody held up okay. We were just out there, you know. We all it was tiring for sure. You know, we're building character, so it's always going to be tiring. But everybody held up and just fought through it.
1: So it was. It's funny because they go on this retreat, and it feels like one or two days later, all of a sudden here's Terrence Ford. Going on Instagram with a picture, he's had surgery. I'm like, oh my gosh! Just, but I've talked to him. It didn't have anything to do with the retreat. Oh, We're good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but hey, I'm, I'm think he'll be back soon. He's a, he's a really good player. I'm really excited to get to play alongside a lot of them.
0: You know, you mentioned some of the newcomers' names a minute ago with DeAndre and LaQuill. They're coming in, Darian Ford came in, some some big name transfer. So, you talked about your reasons for coming, but I'm sure it didn't hurt to know that these guys were already on their way and were going to be added to this roster too. I'm sure you're thinking, "Hey, this is a place I want to go, but it's also a place we can win pretty quick."
2: Oh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, one thing I looked at. I was I think I was the third or fourth person that committed. Maybe, I don't know, but I definitely looked at the guys that were already coming with Quill and uh, Dre, and they were some really good players. And I knew, like, you know, we're, if we're going to surround ourselves with, like, a lot of good players, I was like, that's definitely a place I want to be because uh, we're, we're a lot of older guys on the team. You know, we want to win now, so <laughs> that's all we got.
1: Well, and you even backed that up. You mentioned, like, the third or fourth newcomer, but it all started with – the guys he got to stay you know, it really kind of counted as yeah. getting commits anyway, because guys went into the portal. And so it started with the guys he got pulled out of the portal to stay and want to build what he had going on.
2: Yeah, those guys that he he actually got to stay. I wasn't really familiar with their games, but I quickly got accustomed to them. Like Caleb Fields, he's probably one of the best point guards I've probably ever played with. Passing wise, everything you know, he's a really good player.
0: One of the toughest yeah. dudes you'll play with, too.
2: Man, yeah, he's a he's a very strong guy too. And uh, Zay Isaiah Nelson could uh, man, he could protect the rim. That's a guy who can. He, he's very athletic. And Julian's a really good player too. Avery, you know, Avery's a knockdown shooter along with Malcolm, and it's just crazy like that. The offense, this is their type of offense and, you know, their style of play. So I think their uh, abilities will really be showcased this year.
1: We talk about all these guys, and one thing we really hadn't talked a lot about is, you guys have walk-ons that are D1 players at other places. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, it could have gone somewhere. They had scholarship offers, and they're here as walk-ons.
2: Mm-hmm. Noah and Zane? Yeah. Yeah, Noah actually played with me at Tarleton. We played together at Tarleton, and uh, he's a really good player. You know, I think he was, like, first in three-point percentage as a freshman or something crazy like that. But, yeah, he can really shoot the ball, and he – He's a really hard worker, and that's just something I would admire and respect about him. And me and Zane, man, we could go way back playing each other in like junior high and high school. And I've always, you know, admired and respected Zane's game, you know, just because how relentless he was. And he's a he's a really tough guy and who can uh, score the ball. So I'm very excited to play alongside them.
1: So do we all in the same conference? Then yeah, we were. I thought we're, so, yeah, at Searcy and Green County Tech. Yeah, but it was a Green County Tech because mm-hmm. we taught Zane Butler from Green County Tech. Mm -hmm. What's going to surprise us about this team?
2: I think the way we play and just how unselfish we are as a team and what we'll do to win. I think that will definitely surprise some people. I'm really excited just to get out there and play alongside my teammates. I think it'll be a really fun year.
0: Here in the last couple of months, we had Chico Fletcher in here and he talked about you. And obviously, he was on that 99 team with your father and Chico's been a coach for you for a very long time. Talk about your relationship.
2: Uh he's just a guy I can you really go to, you know, in basketball. He's come down and worked me out. I've drove up there and worked out with him since I was probably in like sixth, seventh grade. Him and my dad just never lost their relationship, so that made it easy for us to build a relationship. And he's just a guy that like you can come to basketball advice, life advice and he'll just help you out the best he can.
1: He can do it from the perspective of being somebody that was overlooked, right? We've talked to him, didn't even come to Arkansas State really to play basketball. But then he also, if he needs flip that script, and if he was, you know, he can also talk to you as a multiple time player of the year, so he can tell you what that's like too.
2: Oh, yeah. Like he can definitely help you in just different aspects of life. And I think that's one thing that I really admire about him. Just you don't have to, it doesn't have to be basketball related, and he'll help you out. Whatever you need help with, he'll just give his best advice.
0: What are you into? Away from basketball.
2: I just like hanging with the teammates, you know, just chilling with my family. I'm glad to be closer to my family and just hanging with them and having a good time. I like to watch T V. What did
1: you think about the reaction to your commitment?
2: It was definitely showered with a lot of love and stuff and I was definitely grateful for it all and I was just like, Wow, I didn't think I (laughs) you know, (laughs) I didn't think it was gonna be like that, but (laughs) it was definitely really cool to get to play where my dad played but again I'm ready to create my own legacy here and fight alongside my teammates and And try to put one up there
1: I like that I mean I get it I respect it by the same token there's a unique situation here in that you guys do what you intend to do that means that the first two Arkansas State teams to play in the NCAA tournament are both going to have Freddie Hicks on them what would that be like
2: Man, that would be really cool, you know. I'm not going to lie, that would be really cool. And it's going to happen, you know. We're going to go out there and we're going to compete. So I just guess I just look forward to it, but I'm just ready to share that moment with my teammates and the coaches, and that would be really fun.
0: What a story that would be.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it would be. <laughs> and,
1: and honestly, like, in in your recruitment especially then in your commitment, like, for me, I admit, like, that's, that's where my mind – kind of automatically went. It's just I already picture that being kind of the, story the main storyline they are talking about on the CBS broadcast of Arkansas State in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's just kind of the first place your imagination goes to.
2: No, yeah, for sure. That would definitely be a cool deal. You know, I get to talk crap with my dad and do some different <laughs> stuff like that. So it would be really fun just to be able to do that with you know someone you admire most in life.
0: You guys are certainly challenging yourselves in the non-conference when you look at – The schedule and see that you're going to Wisconsin and Iowa and Alabama, Louisville. How much are you looking forward to that as a player?
2: Oh, man, you know, we're we're very excited. I'm ready to get out there and play, you know. I think we're really eager to, you know, play somebody else. We've been playing each other for a while. I think it's going to be a good outcome for us, you know. Those are all winnable games, and we're just going in there with the mindset that we're going to win. So I think that'll be really good for us.
0: I thought it was really cool, the last football home game that you guys – Got in the stands, and did you paint your chest? At, what oh, did y'all do? Just,
2: uh, we we're just going to go up there and support them and just go all out for them because, you know, it's 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 hard out there. So we just wanted to go out there and just show them that we're still with them and we're going to support them no matter what. And we painted our chest, and we were just cheering and clapping the whole game, just letting them know we're still here, and that's about it.
1: Who all has a saying coming up, what y'all are going to spell and who gets to be what letter?
2: We were just talking about it as a team and stuff, like as a joke, and then it just turned into real. Like somebody had some <laughs> s- some paint, and we were just like, we We're all like, No, I got the W. No, I got the W. And we just went from there. One person started painting, and then the next, and then we, next thing I know, we've got wolves up on the exclamation point. So, I mean, are really y'all fun.
1: coming for the naked guys down there? Or is, I mean, that, that are down on the wall every game? Are y'all challenging them for. <laughs>
2: We actually see those guys and we we're like, dang, their paint's a little more official than ours. <laughs> Look
1: out, naked guys. Here they come.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think they got us, man, but we just wanted to show that you know we we here supporting them.
1: There's enough paint for everybody and that's the yeah. inspection book.
2: Nah, theirs was definitely I like that. I was like, dang, that's some nice paint.
1: Homecoming's gonna roll around, so y- you don't need to go if y'all gonna do it again or not. The thing is, y'all need to go down to that wall, go to the naked guys and say, Hey we need to do this at Hoops. There's a room over the front rows of a brand new student section, brand new end of the floor, more room and there's plenty of space. Y'all to come show up and paint it up for basketball games too.
2: Oh yeah. I think I think they'll end up coming, you know. I think a lot of people will end up coming and I think it'll be a good turnout at the games. And so I'm very excited
0: well, we need the football team to come out and do the same thing you guys have done uh,
2: I don't know so what they, they can
0: spell out like a paragraph yeah, yeah. All their they,
1: it's about the roster
2: <laughs> Yeah. No, that'd be really cool if they did too that that'll be something crazy. Freddie, thanks for coming in, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. That's Freddie
0: Hicks joining us here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. We've got more to come right after this. The Simmons Bank Card Alerts app lets you get more from your Simmons debit and credit cards. Set transaction alerts to be notified of certain card activity and choose how you receive each alert. You can suspend your card, set a spend limit, or decline specific transaction types. You can even manage multiple cards. If your debit card is lost or stolen or you're opening a new account, you can immediately get a new. Card just by visiting your nearby Simmons branch. Learn more at SimmonsBank.com forward slash debit card. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. Red Wolves fans, this is Coach Destiny Rogers, and I'm asking you to help our student-athletes by donating to the Impact Club. This is an organization that highlights our commitment to teamwork while raising awareness and support for our local community programs. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team letters, special gear, and exclusive access that you won't find anywhere else. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T club.com. Your support makes a real difference in the lives of our student-athletes and in the future of our sports program. Wolves up. Wrapping things up here on the Second to Done podcast presented by Simmons Bank. Plenty of other things to get to in the world of A-State Athletics, but we'll stick with basketball. Preseason Sunbelt Conference polls came out on Monday. The men are picked ninth out of 14 teams in the league. You and I were just talking about this a moment ago. I think a lot of that is just because People don't know anything about this team yet. And so many times with these preseason rankings, and we seem to talk about this every time they come out, it's based off what happened last year.
1: It's a complete waste of time.
0: Always has been.
1: It always has been, and never more true than today. And why we just – I mean, you talk about the classic, well, that's the way we've always done it. Preseason polls it right up – I mean, listen, and I'm talking first and foremost about the AP Top 25 on Preseason polls have always been silly. And in the day of the transfer portal, they're absolutely nuts because it's like dangerous because people put stock in them, especially with like with the AP, like I mean, why is there one?
0: We didn't take much stock before. I think because of your point with the transfer portal and so much turnover in rosters all across the country, it's even more valid now.
1: And people Your point. Can listen to it. like I mean, so it's still like it either makes – like some team is going to have an easier path because they're in the poll and shouldn't be. Some team's going to have a harder path because they're not in the poll and should have been. I mean, it's just how do you not wait until at least December 1 to put out an AP poll?
0: Again, the men picked ninth. The preseason all-conference teams included Freddie Hicks and Terrence Ford Jr. on the third team. The 8th State women – picked eighth in the Sun Belt and Izzy Higginbottom, no surprise here, picked preseason first team all-conference after being the league's newcomer of the year a season ago.
1: Same thing, I guarantee you, I don't know, but I'd be willing to bet a week's worth of lunches. Our two coaches picked their teams higher than eighth and ninth.
0: Great start to the season for the bowling team. They Won the Penguin Classic in Struthers, Ohio. They defeated the host team, Youngstown State, four nothing in a Baker Best of Seven Championship match. So, Coach costick and company picking up right where they left off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Going through and winning against a good field, the first event of the year. You know, the two teams that finished first and second in the country last year are picked one and two in the preseason this year. Now, hey, this time, by the way, it makes a little more sense. Vanderbilt and Arkansas State both pretty much have everybody back, and they played for the national championship last year. So I'll give it to the bowling coaches. It's a, they're, the top of their poll is a little bit more sensible than some of the others we were just talking about.
0: Cross-country this past week, uh, 12 runners had personal best at the Arturo Berrios Invitational in College Station. Men finishing ninth out of 39 teams in the 8K. The women 21st out of 42 teams in the 6K. They're now getting ready for the Sunbelt Championships, which will take place in Foley, Alabama, on October 28th. The men will be looking for a third straight title, women trying to win it for the fourth time in the last five years.
1: I was talking with some of our staff last week, and, and I won't get into what all was said, but just like if you ask a track coach a question, kinda like the bowling coaches, you're getting a straight answer. And like, hey, how how should we finish here? How do things stack up? Blah blah, blah. I mean, they're gonna I mean because it's the clock is the clock, right? And they see mm-hmm. everybody's time. So but I'm always fascinated. I've learned so much over the years, mostly from doing my radio show and you know, they'd win a conference championship and have Coach Patchell come in and just sort of the anatomy of building a championship and the science and the thinking behind shaping your training along the way to have them peak when they want them to peak. And sometimes that's not even at the conference meet. Sometimes they think they've got athletes who have a chance to compete for a national championship. They don't even have them peaking yet by the conference meet. they kind of scheduled to be after that. It's always been neat to me. You know, there's no reason to think that when they get to Foley, you know, now next weekend, as we're sitting here talking, they won't be right in the mix on both sides.
0: Men's golf with another good week this past week. They finished third out of 14 teams at the Oregon State Invitational. Thomas Schmidt with a third-place individual finish, and he was named the Sunbelt Golfer of the Week for the second straight week. The third time this season. It's three out of four. They'll be back in action at the Daniel Island Intercollegiate in Charleston, South Carolina, October 29th through the 31st. That'll be the final event of the fall. Do want to mention here the program also losing a great friend this week. Bubba Barnett, who we talked about here in the Mm -hmm. last couple of weeks, passed away over the weekend, just a a longtime champion for A-State golf, for junior golf in Northeast Arkansas. Just two weeks ago, the Red Wolves won the Bubba Barnett, intercollegiate at Ridgepoint yep. an event that Bubba Barnett helped create back in 1997 and was named in his honor in 2018
1: so first of all unfortunately there there were three sort of key figures credited with getting a state a home event started Bubba Barnett Wayne Wolf and Edway We're kind of the the three guys. And now they've all three passed on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Bubba was always the tournament director. Initially, you go back to, I think, 2007, they started calling the individual champion, I think won the Bubba Barnett Award, even when the tournament wasn't named that. And then in 2017, they announced at the 2017 tournament that in 2018 it was becoming the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate, which means he left – a world where only Arkansas State has won the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate—the only team that's ever won it since it's been called that.
0: We need to keep that going that's as right. long as we can.
1: And life is a—it's a funny thing, man. Bubba did a lot of living. Right? He, he turned 80 in June and had a great life. But I saw him Saturday night. Oh wow! At dinner at Ridgepoint, and uh, then to hear you know, less than 24 hours later, probably even in fact, at that point, less than 12 hours later. He would passed away. It's just just crazy to think.
0: What a legacy he leaves behind, though. The A-State golf program certainly losing a great friend. The women's golf team, they finished 10th out of 14 teams last week at the Dale McNamara Invitational. That was in Tulsa. And as we record this, they're hosting the Lady Red Wolves Classic at Sage Meadows.
1: Yeah, 36 uh, on Monday, 18 on Tuesday. So as you listen to this, they, they may be finishing up usually around lunchtime Tuesday. And look forward to you'll see catching some of that action uh, once we're through recording here.
0: Tennis team won seven matches Thursday. They won three more matches on Friday at the ITA Central Region Championships in Lawrence, Kansas.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak it into existence here. Sujay Lama's got to be a guest sooner than later. He's got a really interesting story. I think fans will really enjoy getting to. To know him and hear his story a little bit and his background in the sport of tennis. He's done a good job with this bunch early. They went and won a bunch of those matches. So, one of those doubles wins they picked up was against a a team from the University of Arkansas. So, that's never a bad thing either. Yeah. So, I've already, like, I'm already lobbying for him a lifetime contract. (laughs) The uh,
0: soccer team tied their only match last week. Seems to be a theme lately. They tied ULM. A 2 2 draw. Goals from Maya Jones and Emma Riley. Soccer team now 4 5 and 4 overall. They're 2 2 and 3 in Sunbelt play. So they have more ties than they have wins or losses <laughs> in league play.
1: Well, they're points. You get a point for that.
0: That's true. You do get the one point for the tie. And they'll be back in action Thursday in Lafayette taking on the Cajuns. And then they'll return home. Sunday at noon to host Appalachian State.
1: Yeah, keep it going. Good luck to that bunch. And then I know you're going to shift to volleyball. They had another rough weekend. I'm I'm ready to get them home for a couple of weeks. Hopefully the home crowd will come love them up for a couple of weekends here and uh, get this young volleyball team to kind of get things back on track because you know they're young and talented. Yeah, It's just they need something, and, and hopefully a home crowd can kind of help kind of reverse the momentum for them a little bit.
0: Yeah, they need to be at home. They've been in Alabama each of the last two weekends. They were swept at Troy this past weekend. They're 11-9 and nine on the season, 1-7 and seven in league play. But home for the next four starting Thursday. They're going to take on Southern Miss Thursday at 6 and Friday at 6 o'clock.
1: I mean, essentially, they basically have been at home one time in the last seven weekends.
0: Hopefully they can take advantage of – Being in Jonesboro, football team trying to do the same thing. It's homecoming. Saturday night, Coastal Carolina in town. Grayson McCall and company coming in high off their impressive road win at Appalachian State. Last Tuesday night, you know they're going to be fired up at the same time. I'm anxious to see... Our team, which hopefully is a little bit healthier now, and coming off the bye week, I want to see how they respond in front of what should be a nice crowd for homecoming. And you've talked about it already. The advanced sales have been good, but we need a whole lot more folks out there and hopefully uh, make this a great homecoming night.
1: You know, if you're listening to this number one we probably don't say it enough but thank you for doing that but secondly look let's get out there and take it a little bit personal let's what i'd love to see and i can't even tell you what the number is so i don't have a number in mind but what i want to do i would just like us to have the largest crowd post-covid and that's a really attainable goal i think so the weather looking great uh matter of fact i'll check it again while we're Sitting here right now, yeah, showing mostly sunny, high of 76 degrees with 0% chance of precipitation. Can't beat it. No, that's Chamber of Commerce weather. Uh, there is the Alpha Pack tailgate going on, you know. With, with Ted Herget and Davy Carter and Air Group are doing that. So you, I mean, they're getting all kinds. Of, they're trying to get businesses to buy tickets for their employees. You can buy a fifty dollars ticket to the Alpha Pack, and it's got a game ticket with it, mm-hmm. um, a lower level game ticket with it. And then the Alpha Pack tailgate's got food and drink and all this stuff going on at the pav. And they got a band that's going to be playing out on a pontoon. That's what they did last time they put a pontoon on the lake and had a band playing on it so it that's was a, a neat scene it was a really cool scene that's going on lots of different groups you know out in tailgate city it's going to be the largest tailgate city of the year last time did alpha pack with the memphis game it was the best looking red wolf walk in a long time yeah this has got a chance to be even better that's at 345 football's got a bunch of recruits in i mean really pretty much every sport that's home and has recruiting open is going to have recruits in and then the thing that is interesting is that Arkansas State University is going to have a lot of recruits in because it's a pack preview weekend for high school juniors and seniors, and they've got the biggest, largest amount of sign-ups for pack preview of any they've ever had. Oh, wow. They're, they think they're going to have you know upwards 1,000, 1,200 people on campus. That day for pack preview, and then the coming to the game is something they could do as part of that. So a lot, big group of just prospective students. They don't always have to be student athletes. There's a big, big group of prospective, sure. prospective students going to be there. Homecoming court. By the way, the homecoming court's moving from pregame back into halftime for the the okay. court and the crowning of the queen. I think if you show up, you'll notice something maybe uh, over in that student section you've never seen before.
0: Okay, we just got to find out.
1: Yeah, show up Saturday night and see what I'm talking about. But the, uh, my guess is you won't have a hard time picking it out. <laughs> so hopefully that's got a different look to it. we got got the 50-season the celebration poster is the giveaway item. It's strictly the name of looking out for our fans and thinking people would like to have and preserve this poster. It's got a picture of the original stadium beside a picture of the current stadium. Yeah. Aerial shot of each with the 50 Seasons logo and the, all four names the stadium has ever had. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give out, instead of handing you that at the door, and saying, here, keep up with this all night, we're going to give the first 1,000 people through the doors a voucher and say, hey, you take the voucher now, bring it back later in the game. We'll set up and let you redeem it. If I had a poster I was interested in having, the last thing we will do is go take it in my seat and keep up with it for three hours. And try not to get it wadded up.
0: I think that's a very good idea.
1: So we'll give you a voucher on the way in. We'll let you redeem it on the way out for your poster. Shape it up to be the biggest of the year. So we were, you know, let's just get intentional about it and make it the biggest of the year. Buy a lot because to me, I know who's coming in. But I tell you, I think it's a winnable football
0: game. I agree. Anything else we need to talk about here?
1: Red Wolf Walk 345. It's really the note these players kind of get to start their game day on. Quite honestly, it's been pretty good this year, including, like I said, being really, really good the first time. And been even, I I thought, pretty decent the others, too. I've got high hopes for it. I think the tailgate Saturday has got a chance to be a really, really cool scene. Speaking of which, late last week, we put out a sort of an FAQ about tailgating. Mm -hmm. In some cases, it's a chance to dispel some information that has been bad for a long time and inaccurate yeah and in some cases it's giving you new information you might not know about things that changed out there One of those things is even hey it, are there places we can tailgate for free the answer is yes but for the details on that if you'll go to astateredwolves.com and then go down to that athletics drop down menu kind of the very last thing you'll see in that drop down is tailgating info and just click on that and it's Everything you should need to know about tailgating at a home football game.
0: Can't wait to see you. Coming up Saturday, 6 o'clock, as the Red Wolves take on Coastal Carolina for homecoming. Do want to thank Freddie Hicks for coming in. Really enjoyed that visit. Thanks to our man, Caleb Garner, for setting that up. For Brad, I'm Matt. Have a great week. We'll see you Saturday.